motherhood, marriage, and all things adulting. That's what you'll find each week here at the Chaos Under Control podcast. What's up, guys? I'm your host, Emily Richardson, and I'm so excited to share this transparent and relatable space with you. So grab a coffee, invite a friend, and let's hang. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Chaos Under Control. My name is Emily Richardson, and I am the host and the creator of this podcast. This is season six, episode 117. And I did want to say before anything about this episode comes about, I wanted to take a second to thank y'all for being so um, well responsive to having guests on here. And I wish it was something I could do on a weekly basis, but not any fault to any guests. But my schedule right now, especially for these next few months, is like a chicken with its feathers on fire. It is, it's chaotic. It is, it's beyond chaotic. Let's just say it for what it is. But um, I just have a lot going on and a lot of things that are kind of shifting around. Some dates might switch and I have some traveling going on. So all that said, right now is a really hard time to get guests on here. I might maybe be able to get one more, um, but I'm not certain. But I do for sure have a guest planned for June, and I'm hoping to get more guests before then. But like I said, this is just a chunk of the year that is so busy for me. So I'm going to give you solo episodes when I can, and hopefully guest episodes when I can as well, because y'all really seem to enjoy those. And I've mentioned it before Please, 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 if you have someone you think belongs on this podcast, if they have a story that they would like to share or anything that you think just fits what we do here at Chaos Under Control, reach out to them and say, hey, send Emily a message. Tell her you'd love to be on the podcast. Tell her what you'd like to talk about or reach out to me and I will reach out to them. I love meeting new people. These don't have to be huge celebrities or anything like that. It just needs to be people that we can relate to, that we can learn things from, that just kind of bring this community together. And while it's making it grow, it also keeps it very small. So that's the goal here. I want to introduce Chaos Under Control to more people. I have big ideas for Chaos Under Control in the future, and I'm trying to work all of the logistics for things out now. But thank y'all for being so supportive of every episode, whether it is solo or a guest or anything. I appreciate you and I really hope that today you have that same supportive attitude because today's episode is quite it's quite heavy. Um and I'm not trying to be, you know, depressing Deborah over here, but this is just real time right now and this is something that I want to be transparent about and honest because if I can't talk about this with you right now, if I can't be honest about this, then everything this podcast stands for is a lie. Everything that I am is a lie. Um, and I have agreed to always be honest and transparent and, you know, I won't share every bit of my life and business, especially involving other people. That's not really my place, but I will say that who I am as a person and what this podcast is comes down to the good episodes and the bad episodes so long as they are truthful and here to share something in the hopes of preventing you from going through it or helping you get through it or giving you advice because I've been through it or my opinion. That's what this is. It's a show that when you meet up with your friend at the coffee shop and y'all are talking, you might be talking about exciting events coming up. You might be talking about exciting things that already happened, or maybe you're talking about something really hard you're going through that you're struggling with. Whatever it is, imagine that, but a podcast, and that's what the space is. So 
Today is a heavier topic, but I feel like I need to share it. I have talked myself out of sharing this several times, but it's what we're going to do. So if you want to get some headphones, I would highly, highly recommend that. You can pause this and come back to it, but we are going to get started. So today's title is Fave Filter When You're Drowning. So what is your favorite filter when you're drowning? Because that's where I'm at right now. I don't have any other way to describe it other than I have been drowning for several weeks now. And what I mean by that is I know that we've done an episode, you know, we did an episode with Grayson and that was good. That was, you know, I genuinely was myself in that episode. But as a whole, these last few weeks, I have really been at rock bottom. And the only ways that I can really tell you without telling you every single thing, because I don't even know the reasons why for some of it, to be honest with you. I have been on birth control for almost a year and my body does not respond well to birth control at all. It never has. It never will. Um, I always have even the rare side effects. I usually get those. And if a side effect is like your left eye twitches 36 times a day, that's going to happen to me. Like it's just, I get a lot of the rare side effects of birth control. I've never done well on it, but I am right now on a hormonal birth control and it has been pure H-E double hockey sticks. It just has, um, I've had just cramping and back pain and all the things on it for the whole year. And I dealt with postpartum adjustments after having Stokes. And now he's about to turn one next month, which we aren't even going to get into that. I'm not ready for that. So he's about to turn one. And now I'm having a whole new slew of problems that I feel like are connected to it. So that has been a whole challenge in itself. Um, my depression has been at a, on a scale of one to 10, it's been at about a 14 and I'm not exaggerating. I legitimately cry all the time. And I'm, I'm an emotional person in the sense of you could ask Tyler at what, what would make Emily cry? If something happened to our kids, hundred percent. Um, if my kids got so angry that they said ugly things to me, like, I don't want you to be my mommy. That would, I would bawl. Um, if a dog dies in a movie, instant sob, no questions asked, hundred percent. And that's about it. Like, Thinking about my kids growing up, I'll tear up at that, but I don't really cry at everything. I'm emotional in the sense my heart hurts and I feel bad for people and things like that, but I don't actually cry. I have cried. I have been brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed, and I'm just sitting there in tears one after the other, just going down my face. And it's not normal. It's not normal for me. It could be normal for somebody else. This is not normal for me. I have felt like I have been watching my life happen from the outside in, like, in the movie where, what is the movie? Why can't I think of it? Okay, we'll do this one. This isn't what I was thinking of, but it works. Um, in Toy Story 2, when Lotso Bear, maybe it's Toy Story 3, I think it is. When the bear's looking in the window and his his owner, she's got a new bear. And Lotso's looking at this bear that looks just like him. She's loving on him, on that bear, on her bed. She's giving him cuddles and sleeping with him. And Lotso is looking at her like that's me. That's supposed to be me. That looks just like me. I'm looking at that bear who is me, but it's not me. It's not happening to me. I'm out here. That's legitimately what I felt like. And I don't know why the birth control could be a huge factor, but there's more to it than that. There's some, some kind of chemical imbalance in my brain that is not right. And I have been so sad. I have been so irritable. I have snapped on my kids, kids, plural, Stokes, who's not even one. I've gotten so irritated with him. Not like I'm not smacking my kids and acting like a wild barbarian, nothing like that. But 
I am getting so irritated. I'm leaving the room. I'm telling Tyler, like, you're going to have to deal with them because I don't have the patience anymore. And I go upstairs. And that's not me. I am the patient one. He's not patient at all. I am very patient. And so it's like I don't have any control over my body. And I am, I'm watching my life happen from the outside in because I don't feel present in my life. My emotions are not right, I guess. I don't even know how to explain it. And I'm trying to not cry because it's really hard. Um, it's just, it's a really hard time for me right now. And I always want to show up on this podcast and be true to myself and not ever put on a show here or on Instagram for that matter. That's like, Hey, everything's fine. Everything's perfect. We're doing great. My marriage is perfect. My kids are great. All this is fine. When in reality, I am dying inside. And I experienced this, but it was totally different. I experienced emotional and mental struggles postpartum with both kids, but they were totally different. Those situations from Stetson's situation, postpartum and Stokes for me were totally different. But right now, this is different than both of those. And then what's scary is like, I don't have anything to blame this on. If it's not the birth control, then it's me. And I have made an appointment to get this birth control out and I am just hoping, I know it takes time, I'm hoping that that detox will fix it. Because if not, then that means it's me. And that's very hard to accept because I'm at a point in my life that I prayed for for so long. I prayed to have kids. I mean, I did something years ago I regretted. And I've talked about it on this podcast before. And I'm not even about to bring that up again. But I did something I regretted. And I thought after that, that I would never have a spouse that would just love me for me. And I would never have a healthy family and be in a healthy household that displayed a healthy marriage because I grew up in a household where my parents screamed at each other and don't figure out which parents or don't think of which parents I'm talking about because it's you know I have step parents regular parents whatever anyway but my parents they fought and screamed at each other 24 7 and that was what I grew up around that's what I thought was normal and it's not and I didn't want that and I don't have that. Tyler does not scream at me like that. He doesn't treat me like that and doesn't say things to me like I grew up hearing. I have everything that I prayed for and I'm so sad. I'm so depressed. I'm so down and it's not it's not normal. It's not right. It's not it's not working. And I've dealt with this for several weeks hardcore and I am first of all, I'm so proud of myself. I'm so proud of myself that it's March and I'm still here getting it done. And I'm not saying here like I didn't have suicidal thoughts, but I legitimately had thoughts like maybe I need to just drive away for like a month and go hide somewhere and just be by myself away from everyone. Give everyone a break from me. Like I just need to the constant voices in my head, the constant pressure that I'm feeling that I'm never doing enough. I'm never going to be enough. I mean, it's just... I need to just, I need to get all that out because I can't, because it would be everything I've ever thought, everything I've stood for was just gone. I would wake up in the morning, I go in there and brush my teeth and I was like, God, I look awful. I look terrible. I cut my hair and I thought that would make me feel better. And it didn't, it made me feel worse. And now I'm like, wow, my hair was the most attractive thing about me. And now that's gone. And I'm not saying that's true, but that's how I saw it. And now it's like, I just, I look in the mirror and I, I'd hate everything that I see. And then I go downstairs and you know, I'm trying to be a good mom to my kids, but I'm so irritated so fast and everything they do gets on my nerves. And that's not fair because they're really good kids and I love them with my whole heart. And 
I don't ever, ever want them to think that their mom is not just amazed that they made a tower out of the same blocks for the 15th time today. And mommy, look at this one. I'm like, wow, that looks great. Like, I love that he does that. And I want him to know that. And it's not fair to him that I'm like, okay, Stetson, I need a minute. I'm doing the dishes. Like the dishes are not important. They're not. But in my head, God, this is so hard. In my head, in that moment, I say things and then 10 minutes later, I'm sobbing because I don't mean it. And I I care so much about his tower and I, I love that Stokes just follows me around. And these are things that genuinely melt my heart and I'm being robbed of them because right now in this season, I'm so sad and irritated and upset. And one day they're going to grow up and I'm going to look back and say, wow, I spent so much time wasted being irritated and upset and feeling out of control of my body and feeling like that Tyler needs a wife that looks better than me and has a career and does all these great things and I'm telling myself all these things and the devil is so deep in my head that I'm missing out on this precious time and so I finally just had enough and I couldn't take it anymore so I've reached out to a therapist and finally got one that would answer the phone and call me back and they're not taking patients right now but she is supposed to give me information to a colleague of her excuse me I'm trying to get through this this is so much harder than I thought it was going to be um she's trying to give me information to a colleague of hers that is supposed to be taking new clients so I'm supposed to start seeing a therapist and I tried therapy once before and it helped, but I didn't go for like a very long time. And because we moved not long after this was years ago and it just, I didn't get set back up with one and whatever, but I am going to get off of birth control and let my body be free of all of these toxins that are just taking over my mind. And I'm going to talk to a therapist to help me keep my mind healthy. And I'm going to see about getting on a low dose, um, anxiety or depression I don't even know what I need I don't know what's wrong with me some type of low dose medication because my husband like when he noticed he's so busy with everything he has going on and I'm not saying he's oblivious but you know men don't really notice things like women do and he is noticing he's like he's noticing and that's something that if he's seeing it if a man's noticing and my kids are seeing a change in my behavior, that's a problem. It's not something I'm I'm struggling with internally anymore. It's coming out into the world. I'm getting irritated and depressed and overwhelmed and overstimulated regularly, constantly about things that would never bother me a couple of months ago. There was a day the other day where I found that I get a lot of joy working in my scrapbook. I've had it for years. I bought all the supplies on clearance at Hobby Lobby a while back and I didn't <clears throat> do but like one or two pages and then I forgot about it and life got busy and I have all these pictures and wristbands and tickets from concerts and all these things that I've kept planning to make a scrapbook with and I never did anything with it and so here in the last couple months I've really been working in my scrapbook and it brings me so much joy I love photography I love pictures I love seeing pictures and reliving memories and I've been putting the scrapbook together and Stetson loves to come in there <clears throat> and I'll give him pieces of paper with his kid's scissors to let him cut and he makes his own type of scrapbook and he loves spending time with me. I'm his favorite person and I don't ever want to take that for granted and there was a day where 
Tyler was playing on his game on his laptop and it was a Harry Potter game. I love Harry Potter. Love Harry Potter. I don't mind hearing Harry Potter in the background ever. I love Harry Potter. Everybody knows that about me. So Tyler's playing his game, which he was in there first, by the way. I go sit at the kitchen table. He's playing his game. I start working my scrapbook. Stetson's trying to cut a piece of paper. He can't get it to cut right. He's getting irritated. And I just slam the scrapbook and walk out. Out of nowhere. And I'm like, I'm going to bed. This is ridiculous. Y'all are just being so loud. You're being so needy. I'm, I'm just going to go to bed. I told Tyler that. And I, I went upstairs. And I laid down in bed. And I just started sobbing. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like, why is this happening? And it's not me. Nothing about it is me. And I think that's the hardest part is there's not something where I'm like, if this was just better, I wouldn't be like that because it's everything I'm struggling with. I don't feel like me from my temper. I don't feel like me when I look in the mirror. I don't see Emily at all. I don't know who I see, but it's not me. I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't know. Everything feels like I'm not me. It feels like Emily was here when she was pregnant with Stokes, like up until that point. She had Stokes. She loved Stokes for several months and Stetson and all that. And then these last several weeks into the last couple months, it's like Emily just hasn't really been here. She's been drifting away. And now there's some woman living here in the house taking care of the kids and Tyler's wife. And it's not me. And that sounds insane, I'm sure. But it's what I feel like. And that's what's so frustrating is like, it's me, but I wouldn't do these things. I wouldn't say these things in my healthy mind. And I don't know what happened or <clears throat> if since I've been on this birth control for like almost a year, I don't know. Well, close, probably like nine months. But because of that, I don't know if the birth control settling in and the extra hormones are making me crazy. And I don't, I have no idea, but I am stressed about everything from finances to scheduling to my to-do list around the house about folding laundry. I'm stressed about my makeup isn't doing the way I want it to. My hair's not doing the way I want it to. None of my clothes fit like I want. I am, every single aspect of my life has me depressed and stressed. And yeah, that's basically all I can do to explain it. I feel like I went in so many different directions and, um, I'm just proud of myself that I'm here on March the sixth and I'm still here. I am getting the laundry done. I'm cooking dinner. I'm making lunches. I am taking Stetson to school and T-ball and I'm the team mom for T-ball and I'm planning events for family members and friends and planning Stokes party and I'm doing everything that I feel like I don't have the strength to do and I feel like I'm not qualified to do because I'm not happy enough to do these things. Like I feel like I'm not the right person. I feel like I should be working in a funeral home right now. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know what's wrong. I just know that now I'm taking steps with appointments and counselors and I'm doing things because even if I can't do it for myself, even if I don't feel like I deserve to get better, like I somehow deserve to be in this position that I'm in, my kids deserve it. My kids don't deserve to grow up in a house where their mom is irritated and not happy with them. They've done nothing to deserve that. They're wonderful children and I love them so much and I hope they always know that and when I get irritated I apologize to Stetson immediately and I say I'm so sorry I nothing is more important than you building that tower let's build a tower together I want to see it I want to see how great you are at this and you were just so talented and we do affirmations every single day and I remind him that he is kind generous respectful a big helper and a good friend and he is chosen and loved and set apart and capable of anything and creative. And I tell him these things because I want him to know that. And 
it's it's just been so to say it's been so hard lately is an understatement and it I just want to clarify this is nothing there's not problems in my marriage my husband has done nothing my children have done nothing I don't have an unfaithful husband I have a husband that works every last bit of his butt off at his job and then comes home and does it again he comes home and will still be in his uniform and work boots and wash dishes load the dishwasher feed Stokes give him a bath like he does not skip a beat he works so hard such long hours and just comes home and does everything you would want a husband to do and more it's not him there's nothing he could do better that it's not his fault this is a me thing it's not my kid's fault I couldn't ask for more this is a me thing and that's what makes it so hard is like I feel so selfish for having the situation that I have I have a great husband and great kids and I, I mean, I just feel so selfish, but there's nothing I can do to talk myself out of it. My brain is so far gone in awful thoughts that I can't see my, I don't even know what my body really looks like. To be honest with you, I have no idea. I could get on a scale. They could measure me. I could stare in a mirror until my eyes fall out of my head and I could not tell you what my body looks like because I don't know. Body dysmorphia has ruined my mind. I look at myself one day and I'm like, I look disgusting. This is horrifying and then I'll come back 15 minutes later and I'm like I don't really know maybe it's not that bad actually it might be I don't know like I I can't tell you I don't know and I can't tell you what would make me have a good day or a bad day at this point I don't know but what I do know sorry I'm sniffling so bad and (coughs) shuffling papers I'm trying to keep things organized but I did find some things to kind of help pull me back up to the surface so I'm not drowning my head is just up out of the water and I'm flailing like a chicken instead so three things that have gotten me through and I hope I can add more to this list once the birth control comes out and my body is detoxed from all of these foreign things in it and I'm able to just breathe and refocus my mind and go to therapy and see a counselor and get on medication. I will do anything at this point if it means my children can have a healthy mother and my husband can have a healthy spouse because they deserve that. They deserve everything. And so I'm going to do that for them, if not for me. So the three things that have gotten me through. Number one, nothing is ever as good or as bad as it seems. And that is the truth in life as a whole. And I know in the moment, I'll be on Instagram and I'll see a girl that is 30 years old, 20, I'm 28. I just turned 28 last month, 28, 29, 30, doesn't matter. And she's got a nice house, her and her husband, and they're going on this nice trip and her body looks great. And she's had three kids. I've only had two. And I look at her and I'm like, what are you, what could you possibly be sad about? And that's so selfish and so dumb of me to say that. Cause I don't know anything about her. Truthfully, I don't, I know what she puts on Instagram and that doesn't mean I know her just because I recognize her in public does not mean that I know her. And I see what she posts and I'm like, what could you possibly be sad about? But there's probably someone who says that about me and I am in the trenches right now. So I have to remind myself that nothing is ever as good or as bad as it seems. And so it's not as good as people make it out to be. But also, even when I'm feeling this bad, when everything feels so low, it's not as bad as it seems. It's in my head. It's not really this bad it's better than this and I have to tell myself that and that does help some days and I've tried to hold on to that number two I'm not ungrateful or wrong for being sick this season so I keep thinking Emily you're messed up you're confused you're dramatic you're wrong and it's not that 
It's that I'm sick. Just like if I had pneumonia, if I had a cold, if I had anything. People are sick right now with pollen. My kids are, bless their hearts, the boogers, they are struggling. As soon as, and Tyler too, as soon as that pollen wave came in last week, they have been like, I mean, Claritin for Tyler and just tissues, 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 and <clears throat> Vicks Vapor Rub, all the things. The pollen has just about took them out. They're sick in this season, but I'm sick too, and I'm not sick with pollen. Pollen doesn't have that effect on me like it does other people. I, I mildly get pollen symptoms, but I'm very sick this season, and it's not that. And it's okay to call it sick because that's what it is. I'm not dramatic this season. I'm not ungrateful. I'm not wrong. I'm just sick. And it's not a sick that like you give me a hug and it fixes it. Or I go to Hobby Lobby for two hours and do some retail therapy and it fixes it. I need to reset. There is a chemical imbalance going on in my brain that is not, not working out. There's something wrong, a missing piece of the puzzle, a puzzle piece in the wrong spot that doesn't fit. I don't know. Something's wrong. I've tried exercising regularly. I've and Exercise does make me feel good after, but that's not fixing me. For some people, that's all they need. That's not working. Um, I've tried diet change. I've tried doing intermittent fasting, which I do enjoy, but that's not fixing me. But I've tried different things to fix this problem and nothing's working. I've journaled. I've done everything and I'm praying about it over and over. And I know that there's something I'm going to learn from this and I'm going to come out on the other side stronger than this. But right now, nothing has fixed it yet. So I'm trying to be patient, which brings me to my last point. Another thing that really has gotten me through is how good God is doesn't depend on how my day is going. And I think it's so easy being a Christ follower, someone who has been a struggling Christ follower for years, let me tell you. But when you get to your lowest point like I have, that's all you have left. There's nothing in this world that makes it better. You really just kind of have to look at it for what it is and strip down to the raw foundation and just say, this, you're all I got left. Because my husband is fantastic. I can't ask for more and he can't fix me. It's not his place to fix me. My kids are literally my entire world. They're wonderful. I adore them. There's nothing I wouldn't do for them and they can't fix me. So that means there's nothing on earth that can truly fix me. There's things that can help me and multiple things that can come together and help me. But at the end of the day, he created me. I have to kind of look at him and be like, what is it that I can ask of you or say to you so I can in return get an answer that lets me know that the person that created me has the answer on how to fix me. And maybe right now I need to hurt. I need to be this sad. I need to go through it because maybe something so wonderful is coming that I wouldn't appreciate it like I should if everything else leading up to it was just so wonderful. Maybe I need to be stripped down emotionally and mentally to the hardcore struggles of body dysmorphia anxiety, overthinking, overstimulation, depression, all of the things I have been battling day in and day out, not just one thing. I mean, it has been brutal. Maybe I need that. So that way, when I come out of this on the other side, I truly see life for what it is. And that's something that you can't get fulfillment from this world. It's never going to fix you. When you are hurting from things that the world didn't necessarily cause, it's just internally what you're struggling with. That's an internal battle that the world can't solve for you. So I don't know if that's what it is. I don't know, but I am praying about it. I am hoping that you will pray for me because, you know, you can gossip about it. You can turn your nose up about this. You can call it a cry for attention. You can say whatever you need to say. But at the end of the day, this is a place that I feel is safe, that when you say things out loud that you want to see a change, 
when you say things out loud that you take seriously that matter to you, things happen from that. They get stronger. They get more traction. They get more they get more power behind them. And so by saying this out loud here in the space for someone to hear, I hope that if you're going through anything like this, you are like not struggling like I am thinking that everyone else is doing so great and you're literally at the bottom. Everyone else is talking about oh, my seasonal depression's cleared. It's 80 degrees outside and it's 80 degrees. I'm in the sun. There's a breeze. It's beautiful. I'm at the ball field watching my kid do what he absolutely loves. My baby's wiggling his toes in the grass, never been happier. And I'm drinking a Chick-fil-A diet lemonade, which is my favorite, sitting there with my spouse. And in my head, I'm like, I, I bet every parent is looking over here wondering what happened to Stetson's mom. She has let herself go and they don't even know me. Like those are, that's the stuff that's happening to me. So it, I thought it could have been a seasonal thing, but it's not. It's, if it is 80 degrees and sunshine isn't clearing it up. So I don't know what season we need because that's all we've had for the last two weeks. So if you're going through something, please reach out to somebody, ask for help. I suffered in silence for weeks and I say silence, my husband and my kids saw it and there's a lot they didn't see, but I suffered thinking that I was too prideful, that I was too good to reach out and ask for help, that I was too busy to get a doctor's appointment, that I made all these excuses. And then I thought, why why would I think anything on earth is more important than my children having a healthy mother, my husband having a healthy spouse, and me enjoying what are the, the best years of my life, seeing my kids become their own person, watching them grow, take their first steps, get in sports like these are the best years why am I letting that why am I letting the demon inside of me rob that the devil is robbing that away from me all because I don't want to go see a doctor I don't want to get medicine I don't want to try getting off birth control trying every single option to be the best that I can because I've been a happy mom I've been a happy spouse I've been happy healthy Emily and I miss her I really really miss her she she is who I want to be so bad, but I have no idea how to get back to that. I'm so far from that. And it's so hard because I've seen how great that was. I've seen the kind of person I was through that. And I just want that so much. And I don't even know where to start. I don't know where to start to get body dysmorphia under control or anxiety or overstimulation or exhaustion or all the things. I don't even know. I have no idea. I feel like I'm in an ocean and every single drop of water in that ocean is a struggle I'm going through and I don't know which one to dry off first. I have no idea. <clears throat> but they're about to take me under if I don't figure it out. So the first steps I took is I made an appointment to get off of birth control and detox with that. With that, And I've made an appointment to <clears throat> or I've reached out to a therapist who's going to give me options of who to talk to. And I'm going to start with that. <clears throat> But I'm coming here today, honestly, I don't want to come here and be all bubbly and give you exciting ideas on where to go on vacay with your spouse. Because right now, I can't go on a vacay with my spouse. I need to not try to stray off from this. I need to fight it and attack it head on. And so when I feel healthy again, when I feel happy again, it may just be one day where I'm like, this is a really great day. I haven't had that in a very long time, it feels like. I haven't had one whole day that was just so good, so healthy. I loved myself. I felt good in my body. I didn't beat myself down the whole day from how I look, how I feel, my lack of 
career, all these things. When I have a good day, I'll be back here and I'll record and it will feel so good to be here. And the next episode will be happier. It will be a breath of fresh air. It will be lighthearted. But today, this is where I'm at. And it's what I'm going through. And yeah, that's, I don't really have much else to say. And I'm terrified to go back and listen to this episode because I feel like it's too much. Maybe I shouldn't have said everything I did, but also I get really sad when I see celebrities like Twitch, who I admired for how positive he was in this world and how he just lit up so many people's lives through his dance and his charisma and how him and his spouse looked so happy together and he was such a great father and people never had anything bad to say about him and then he took his own life and it makes me wonder you know if more people stop worrying so much about letting people know that they feel every human emotion we don't just feel happiness and everything's perfect and everything's great we also feel sadness and we go through hard times and maybe if we're more real about it we won't feel those hard times as hard maybe I don't know giving it a shot though Well, I love y'all and I will talk to y'all another time, but please pray for me. I will pray for y'all and I hope that um, if you're like me and you are not keeping chaos under control right now, you're just finding a way to get through it. And every day that you wake up and you overcame the last day, I'm proud of you for that because it's hard getting out of bed in the morning when you just want to lay there and be left alone and just sob and that is just that's a hard place to be in but when you choose to get out of bed put one foot in front of the other and get it done I'm very proud of you and I hope you find the strength to do that willingly not just because you feel like you have to and again I love y'all I'll see you next time and be nice to each other because you never know who needs it the most